Latest for Pembrokeshire, 313 new cases have been reported to the three counties in Pembrokeshire, Ceredigion and Carmarthenshire as of yesterday. Public Health Wales figures released yesterday have revealed 207 new cases in Carmarthenshire, 73 in Pembrokeshire and 33 in Ceredigion. However, due to the bank holiday, this data covers a 48-hour period from 9am on 31st of December to 9am on the 2nd of January instead of the usual 24-hour period. Public Health Wales officials advise interpreting the data with caution as it is likely to be around double the usual 24-hour value. Dr. Jiri Shankar has said we wish everyone a happy new year and hope that 2021 will be a better year for us all. With vaccinations for COVID-19 progressing, we welcome the announcement by the Welsh Government of the rollout of the second coronavirus vaccine in Wales. Vaccinating the adult population of Wales to protect people from severe disease is a significant risk and the vaccine will take time to reach everyone. The JCVI supports a two-dose vaccine schedule for the Pfizer BioNTech and AstraZeneca vaccines. Given the data available and evidence from the use of many other vaccines, Public Health Wales fully supports the JCVI advice to increase a maximum interval between the first and second doses of 12 weeks for both vaccines. It can be assumed that protection from the first dose will wane in the medium term and the second dose will still be required to provide more durable protection. The JCVI advises initially prioritising delivery of the first vaccine dose as this is highly likely to have a greater public health impact in the short term and reduce the number of preventable deaths from COVID-19. Members of the public should not phone their GP, pharmacy or hospital asking when they will get a vaccine. When someone is in one of the groups eligible for the vaccine, they will be invited to attend a dedicated clinic which will have been set up to ensure patient safety and that of the healthcare professionals. The effects of the vaccines may not be seen nationally for some time and with Wales at alert level 4 we must continue to follow the advice on keeping Wales safe. Stay at home, meet only the people you live with, maintain social distancing, wash your hands regularly and work from home if you can. Smokers are being encouraged to quit smoking for the new year ahead of new smoke-free laws being introduced in Wales. From the 1st of March, Wales's ban on smoking in hospital grounds, children's playgrounds and school grounds, as well as outdoor daycare and childminding settings, will be introduced. Anyone caught breaking the law could face a £100 fine. It is hoped preventing smoking on hospital sites will promote healthier care environments and support smokers using hospital services to quit. The new restrictions build on the smoking ban introduced in 2007. This was done to protect more workers from the harms of secondhand smoke and the law will also require those working in others' homes to be able to work in a smoke-free environment. Smoking in bedrooms in hotels and guest houses as well as in self-contained holiday accommodation such as cottages, caravans and Airbnbs are also being phased out and will be smoke-free from March the 1st, 2022. I'm Charlie James and you're up to date on Pure West Radio. Happy New Year!
Well, a very good evening and happy new year from Pure West Sport. We are live right now on the Pure West Facebook page and you are very, very welcome. Well, as Boris Johnson addresses the nation right here, the show must go on and it's all about sport between now and nine. Things might be tough right now, but they will get better. And on Pure West Sport, we will give you reasons to make you smile on a Monday evening. We're actually starting with the COVID regulations as we kick off the show, as we ask why do footballers keep falling foul of the regulations? and what should be done about it. Our special guest is top badminton player Jordan Hart from Pembroke Dock. She's going for the 2022 Commonwealth Games. She's live on the show before nine. And the big question tonight, after Gerwin Price became the PDC champion last night, Gordon Thomas, is darts a sport now? Congratulations, Gerwin. He certainly deserved it last night, didn't he? You know, um, it was great to see him uh, become world champion, first ever Welsh player in darts. Answer the question. F- fantastic. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Well done, Gerwin. Answer the question. I think actually we, we, there probably would have been more answers at a Downing Street briefing than that mm. one. We will come back to that topic, Gordon Thomas. We're not going to let you get away with that just that easily, but we will actually talk what, about congratulating where... Congratulating him on winning the World Championship. <laughs> well done, Gerwin. Fantastic. We, we are going to ask before nine, where does that rate him in terms of all-time sporting achievements by Welsh sportsmen and women? Bill Khan, good evening to you. How are you? I am good. I'm, you ought to be in the Senate asking questions like that. It's a sport, mate. Get your life back and admit it. Hi, uh, young fella. It's nice to be involved again. I see we're going to have the same old nonsense from Mr Thomas on the other end. But there we are. Let the people judge. He was wrong. And Fraser Watson, still delighted with Swansea going second in the Championship. Good evening to you. How are you? Good, Ben. Good. Yep. Another good win, that one, over Watford as well. Things are break this week actually the FA Cup is the first time we haven't got to worry about a midweek game so I can I can relax for three days but nope all good year well talking about the talking about the FA Cup chaps what a fixture for Tottenham Marine versus Tottenham Hotspur coming up this Saturday that's a proper FA Cup fixture isn't it I mean it it would be a proper FA Cup fixture that is one of shame and we keep repeatedly saying it that you couldn't have a bit of a home crowd in there couldn't you causing a bit of mayhem on a on an old school pitch, yeah. but um, Ben, Ben, why didn't you introduce us uh, about our sporting topic of the weekend? That's well, go we on, Gordon. Yeah. Well, I, I wonder whether the darts would be your sporting highlight of well, the I weekend. Well, I thought Man United had a great win at the weekend again, and we've gone up to second place. It's just incredible what they're doing at Old Trafford. To be fair, joint with Liverpool at the top. It's mm. an incredible season so far for uh, the mighty Red Devils. I think, chaps, Bill and Fraser Gordon's just answered the question why I didn't yeah, ask him is, that. Is darts <laughs> a sport, yes or no? <laughs> uh, there's some interference going on in Trefgan. Yeah. That's what I know. Right. Listen, chaps, let's get on to the first subject this evening. We've got Jordan Hart joining us live from Poland, in fact, in the next 15 minutes or so. Uh, but the, the first subject tonight was, was one that I got a, a bit of a bee in my bonnet over, really, over the weekend and, and tweeted about it and, and got some replies. And I thought we should talk about it on the show because footballers in the Premier League have this weekend once again fallen foul of the COVID regulations. Yeah. And, and I'm getting a bit sick of it, to be honest. Uh, Benjamin Mendy of Manchester City, the latest, and three players from Tottenham, um, Regulon, Lo Celso, and Lamella, also had to apologise and issue apologies for uh, falling foul of the regulations over the Christmas break. I think it's time for the clubs to take some leadership on this. And I think the players should be banned if they can't stick to the COVID regulations. Fraser. I mean... <laughs> 
it didn't look good, did it? Yeah, I think Spurs, Fulham, Crystal Palace, West Ham, and and Mendy just went to Man City with five clubs there with players who are in breaches of things, two of which had asked for postponements in recent weeks because of the regulations. It's more for me, I, you know, I don't want to go to town on them as, as human beings. I think, you know, we all make errors. I think, mm-hmm. I, you know, we've, we've all done slip-ups. I walked into a shop today, realised halfway into I hadn't put a mask on, picked my mask out of my pocket and put yeah. it on. The difference for me in that short time is I don't have a photographer taking the picture and plastering it all over the papers. But... Having said that, what has astounded me is the stupidity of it. You know, just given the sensitivity of the whole situation at the moment, the fact that professional football is allowed to be in this bubble that goes ahead, and the way that they've been so belligerently flaunted, I think, it's just, it, it, it's hard to impose, they're personal breaches, you know, they're not breaching the actual Premier League rules, and so it's very hard to say they should be imposing bans, but... I was disappointed with certainly the reaction of some of the clubs. You know, Guardiola almost justifying Mendy doing it. Um, you know, Mourinho thought we'd be spitting blood with it after the whole shenanigan with the Fulham postponement and what so on. So I certainly think now it is, it is time for clubs to put in discipline because it, it's just the example it sets. Mm. We've spoken so much, I'm not going to go into it again, about the grassroots amateur players who can't kick a ball on a field at the moment, right? And then they're seeing the guys who are allowed to do it, supposedly because yeah. it's safer breaching the very rules that are stopping our games going ahead. And that's the thing, Bill, you, you've been to Haverford West County. Uh, you've seen the, the work they've had to do to get games on. I, I imagine if you're a Haverford West County player looking at that, or actually one of the officials who's worked really hard to get safety paramount, to see Premier League footballers blatantly breaching the rules that are there to keep people safe, you'd be mad. Yeah, I totally agree. I agree with most of what Fraser says, but he's wrong when he says... Luckily, he didn't have a photographer there taking a picture of him. They took those pictures themselves and put them on Facebook. They're so damn stupid, they can't even see that they're going to be punished for it. Now, I've got a theory. See, Gordon and I have always talked about people being in bubbles, Gordon, we? We have. They've got a bubble that they think they can do as they like. It's the same Rita Ora, the singer. She apologises from 30 people at a party. That idiot woman who went to Scotland, who's an MP and knew she had this uh, Hmm. dreadful disease. And we've got to start getting tough with them because I've got a view. If you get caught now uh, driving under the influence or uh, speeding, your your punishment is to pay a fine that's commensurate with your ability to Hmm. pay. And one Footballer recently, name escaped me, got fined 82,500 for drinking and driving or speeding. Mm. Now, it should be the same with them. They should be told if you commit offences like that, you pay on your ability to pay. Hit them with 80,000 quid and they'll think twice. Mm. And I just think it's a kick in the teeth for all the people Mm. who are trying hard. I'm sorry, excuse me, I'm 73. I'm petrified of catching the disease because I know 95% chance of killing me. And I look at those idiots and they're helping. So well, I'd be saying to them, give them a big, big punishment. The biggest they can think of. Well, I, I give them a suspension. I'd like to see the clubs taking a lead on this, actually. Um, what, what I would say, and, and you, you make a point, some fair points there, Bill, and, and Fraser as well. And Gordon, I'll come to you in just one sec. What I would say, mm. I'm not talking about this being a, a witch hunt necessarily against footballers, because... By and large, footballers have behaved pretty well during the pandemic. Marcus Rashford has done some phenomenal work during the, the pandemic. I, I was annoyed where, where some Premier League football clubs were were furloughing non-playing staff at the start of the pandemic, when Spurs. actually they can afford to keep them on. And, and I criticised Spurs for that. Spurs were, And Liverpool did it as well, and then they changed. Um, 
these are very specific incidents. And Gordon, just tell me what you think of the quote from from Guardiola that he came out with um, on the back of this. He almost defended the behaviour of one of his players, saying that he invited two or three people on New Year's, New Year's Eve. They all tested negative, but they were at his house. I would like to know how many other people had five or six people at home on New Year's Eve. I'm pretty sure it was many. Well, I tell you, Mr. Guardiola, I didn't. No, and I'm sure no, none of you guys did. So, no. Gordon, that, that's part of the problem where, at the moment, football doesn't seem to be recognising it does have a role to play in influencing how other people behave. Because, like it or not, they're in the public eye and they no. are role models. Yeah, they're, they're actually breaking the law. It's as simple as that. Uh, the government has set, set out guidelines for every indiv- individual in this country to follow. Footballers aren't exempt from that. They can't be arrogant and do whatever they want. They are not working class people, footballers. They don't understand our way of thinking or actually living. They're just in their own little bloody world and they think they know everything about everybody else. It does make me cross because people are dying uh, with this pandemic, this COVID-19. Thousands are dying and they just think it's, you know, they can just rise above it, do exactly what they want and carry on with their lives like it's normal. It's not normal times, Ben. For me, the clubs do have responsibility. And, and what I would say, and Fraser, you, you come back as well as someone who's like, like Bill and Gordon, you've been to the Bridge Meadow, you've been to Swansea as well. And, and I would reiterate again, it's not every single footballer. It's not every single football no, club. No, no. no, that's right. But no. I, I find it more surprising this time than ever. That it's, it's more prevalent now than it has been. We've all... Let's be honest, it seems a long time ago when we all thought we had this maybe light at the end of the tunnel period and, and things were getting back to some kind of normality. You're seeing games in football, rugby, especially rugby behind in cup, what, what is the European Champions Cup it is now, is in dire straits. You're getting games called off at one or two hours' notice. You know, it, mm. it's more critical than ever. And you're right, it's not confined to footballers. You know, you read this week, five Indian cricketers inside a restaurant in Melbourne against coronavirus regulations, you know, such a strict bubble rules for cricketers mm. on tour at the moment they're blatantly flouting them in the public eye mm. you know and you, you just you just wonder what's going through the heads of these sportsmen at, at the moment and, and what what they're being told you, you think they were being told incredibly strict rules you know and you think there'll be serious warnings and punishments for breaking them rules and yeah. and they're breaking them in the public yeah. eye so no i'm not a fan of it I, and i don't want to see any more of it to be honest because the season's in a big enough mess as it is I'll make one final point for me because this has this has riled me a bit this weekend. And, and it riles me because there are so many people across Pembrokeshire right now and across this the whole of the UK making massive sacrifices. But sport yeah. can be a force for good on this. And I'll tell you one example. Um, when England played the West Indies back in the summer, mm-hmm. the, the delight that we all felt getting Test Match cricket back on. And those West Indies players were taking a risk flying into this yeah, country. Yeah. They were taking a risk to come here. And the cricketers, they lived in a bubble. They didn't see their families. They stayed in a hotel to play those cricket matches. And by and large, they all behaved. And and Bill, that was a great moment, I thought, for sport, that that series, it was what we all needed. Everyone needed a boost. Sports fans needed a bit of a mental health boost. You guys went to watch local cricket as well. And it was all done safely, wasn't it? Yeah, it it seems to me that clubs in the lower reaches of all the sports have tried their best, and it's been very difficult. Fraser knows, you know, I, I I, went, like him, the first week that they said you could play friendlies in football, I just happened to see a little bit of Goodick first against Goodick seconds. And the joy of those players in just mm. being able to play again. And they can play, Mendy can play, 
Elamela can play, mm. but they can't, and they're doing things like that. Moen Ali has just been found to have yeah, COVID. Yeah. He cannot pick that up if he does what they're supposed to do. No, they can, he's in a bubble. He's with all the other players. <laughs> and mm. I just reach a stage where it's not just them. It's the celebrity cult that includes sport. Yeah, And yeah. it's time, you know, when Gordon says quite rightly about guidelines, there shouldn't be guidelines, they should be laws. And if they break them, they should be punished far more heavily. You say to someone, you've got to pay 100 quid fine. A lot of people who are like us won't with, care about with, that. With top-level sportsmen, with top-level footballers, Bill, the, the fines are relevant. The so, fine, if, if, you, if you charge them, Rita Ora said, with a sorry to come back to her, but it, I watched... Play for? Um, I watched the uh, Mass Singer, so I know Rita. And in the end, if you look at that, she said, I'll pay the £10,000, I'll donate it because they're not going to charge me. Why are they going to charge her? Why didn't they charge that woman from Scotland or that yeah, idiot I... Dominic Cummins? Went and okay, that's a, that, that, don't get me on that one. Don't, don't get me on that one. I, I will just one I final point. I would agree with Ben slightly. I don't think top levels, the fines, top level sportsman doesn't make it. You could find any footballer, Premier football, hundred thousand pounds. It's irrelevant. Pounds. Two weeks' wages, one week's wage <laughs> to, yeah. to, to some people. I think banning them. If you ban them from playing, that's where it's going to hurt them. Stopping mm. them from playing. I don't think the money aspect hurts. <clears throat> I think they they in too much for that. No, but or, the point phrase is. You know, Ben says about the clubs like um, Guardiola, he'll do anything to keep his squad strength up. And exactly. he's, he so should be saying the right playing. thing. We'll support it. They're gone for a month. Three-game ban. Right? Yeah. Five-game ban. <clears throat> yeah, and no pay. But then they'd say, oh, we'll get the lawyers on it then. Well, or, or, or a donation to, a, to, to the NHS or a hospital. But mm. I, th- I think the, the five-game ban or three-game ban would, would be a, a sufficient sporting punishment. Mm. Uh, and I think it's either that or, or actually the, the FA or the Premier League have to say, well, look, clearly it was working. The protocols were working because back in the summer, I know it was the summer, cases were lower, but things were better. That, that We weren't seeing games being called off to this level. Things were a lot smoother. The clubs were sticking to the protocols. The Oxford United manager, Carl Robinson, is quoted today as saying that, that clubs have struggled a bit recently with mm-hmm. um, sticking to the COVID protocols. I was A two-week break might be needed. And you actually say, get your house in order, get your players behaving, get the testing back to where it was. And that way you can carry on playing. If you don't, you're going to have another break. And it means that the Euros have to be cancelled. That's the that's the consequence. The, yeah. I think all, there needs to be a consequence, chaps. All I can say to Pembrokeshire sports people is well done for the part they've played since March. They've been epic in all areas of sport. I hope Gordon and Fraser would agree. What we've seen, they have mm-hmm. been absolutely superb. The indoor cricket started, great mm-hmm. enjoyment, closed down at the, the just like that. And it was closed down with total support of the players. I saw we, I bet we all saw cricket players this, turn up with their kits on and then yeah. drive home afterwards. This county yeah. has been amazing this year, and my heart goes out to all the players who can't play. Take some responsibility. That's what we would say to football clubs, I think. Listen, well, the thing it, is, if, if we have a national lockdown, which is imminent anyway, football should be stopped full stop. End of. That should, why should they be but, above everybody else? They can't oh, behave. So they are spreading it within the football community, and yeah. it'll go outside that bubble. So all why, I would are say, from, why are they exempt from it? All I would say, Gordon, and that's a fair point. All I would say is that they can get the they can get the testing environment back to how it was when football yeah. restarted it last year. Yeah, they have a chance, but it also has to be. It's a culture thing. It's a behaviour thing, and they need yeah. to know what happens if they if they step outside it. Listen, it's a great start to the show and, and passionate views, um, and we'll read some of yours out as well. If you if you leave us a message on the Facebook page next, I think we'll just 
we'll bring the the, the stress <laughs> levels down a little bit, and we will be joined by a top young Pembrokeshire badminton player. Jordan Hart's going to join us live from Poland. I think is that right, Bill? Yeah, yeah all, she all, is from all, Poland. She's all, and we there. have had permission for her to join our bubble. Excellent. Well, we're on Zoom, so we're we're all fine. We'll take a deep breath. Jordan is going to join us next on Pure West Sports. Welcome to the VC Gallery Bridge Street, Haverford West, a gallery that belongs to the community. You may have seen us on Bridge Street while out and about in town. On your first visit to the gallery, you'll find that instead of being devoted to the metropolitan art scene, we're devoted to you and your community. Sure, you can find professional works from talented local artists, but what we're most proud of is the art on display from our own veterans and members. When you arrive, be sure to step upstairs and experience our year-long Art of Remembrance exhibition. Find us at 26 Bridge Street, give us a ring on 01437 765 873 or find us on Facebook. The VC Gallery Bridge Street, the gallery that belongs to you. At KO Carpets, you know quality is assured. We've been your local family-run business for over 40 years. We're widely recognised as Pembrokes' leading supplier of domestic and contract flooring. We provide full end-to-end service, free measures and estimates, free delivery and free fitting by our professional team of highly skilled fitters. Come and see us at Vine Road, Johnston, or drop us an email, sales at kocarpets.com. We're a knockout at flooring.
It's Pure West Radio for a Monday evening. I'm Ben Stone. Very good evening. Welcome to Pure West Sport, live on the Facebook page as well. And a really passionate, heated start to the show, talking about uh, the COVID restrictions, what footballers should do to stick to them. A few comments coming in. Peter says, agree with all you say. I think Moeen Ali tested negative before they set off to Sri Lanka and positive when they arrived. Money means nothing, but I would definitely advocate a five-game ban. The smaller clubs can't afford the testing. And Fraser, one from Clive. What about the rugby players that caused the game to be cancelled? Referring, I think, to was it a Barbarians game yeah. that, that fell victim? Yeah. yeah, very true, very true. That was it. Yeah. That wasn't great either. All went out for dinner, didn't they? No, indeed. So keep those coming. The videos stay on our Facebook page and we'll look at all the comments before the end of the show. However, we're going to bring the anxiety levels down a little bit after a bit of a heated start. And we're going to go to our very special guest, who Bill Khan is. Yeah, it's Jordan Hart, and she is special. Do you know, Ben, Jordan is one of the most talented sports people I've ever known in Wales, but she's the most committed, I really do feel, and I'm not just saying it. She's living in Poland. She's gone out there to gain more experience. can be easy for someone of her age going out there. She's playing there. I think I'm right in saying, Jordan, you're still playing in France with your professional club there. And yeah. uh, lots of travel. She's a Welsh champion. She's ranked highly in the UK, and I am absolutely hoping with all my heart that when the Commonwealth Games come round, she'll be there and doing well for Wales. So, Jordan, it's lovely to have you on. How are things going in uh, that place near Warsaw you are? Yeah, um, lovely to be on with you all. It's so nice to see people that I actually know. <laughs> I know it sounds so strange, but it's uh, it's nice to catch up. Uh, yeah, so I am in Poland. Um We'll start off with a bit of a, a negative. I've actually just recovered from COVID. Oh, yeah. so, uh, oh right. Wow. Yeah, so today um, was my first day back um, in the training centre. So I've been allowed to train with the Polish national team. So actually, yeah, my quarantine ended uh, last week and I was just recovering, trying to get a bit better. And my first training back was today. So I'm a bit tired now because it's an hour later as well. It's past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> how are you, Jordan? How, how's, that, how's that been? Th- thankfully, you've recovered. But how have you been over the last week or so? Yeah, so it was a bit of a shock. Um, I just had a, um, a, bit, a little bit of a cough. Uh, and then my temperature rocketed, so uh, I had a 39 uh, temperature. So then it was time to go and get a test. So, uh, yeah, I tested positive. Initially, um, I was just like a sloth, just lying on the sofa, like really achy. Um, but I was lucky enough not have, not having to go to uh, to a hospital or anything like that. Uh, to be honest, I just wanted to be at home with my mum. Mm, <laughs> was- from mum's. Yeah, so that, yeah. so that was a bit strange. And obviously the timing, uh, Christmas and New Year, that was a, it's not a Christmas and New Year that I want to really remember this year. But um, no, so today training, I was so excited and I really enjoyed training today. So it was good. Oh, that's excellent. Sure, the, um, the original lockdown, which seems a long time ago now, doesn't it? The first one in March 2020. I mean, it didn't come at the right time for anyone, but it seemed to come at a particularly bad time for you. You, you came for the back of 2019. You'd won the Polish international tournament. You had a win in Barbados or Jamaica, if you can't me if I'm wrong. You, you'd gone inside the top 80 in the world for the first time ever, risen over 50 places. And it, it really 
came at a time when you had good momentum. So to have gone through that whole break and then to have come back this year in, in Denmark, and I think first Welsh person ever to go go through the first round of the I've written this down to make sure I got it, the BWF World Tour Super Seven Fifty event. Rolls off the tongue. There must have been a lot of anxiety to to have been out for so long. So to have come back and had a win, which turned out to be quite an historic win, to be fair to you, it must have been a great relief, was it? Yeah, I'm I'm a really competitive person. Um, so for me, um, I do obviously love training, but I love competing. Um, competing for me is I just love being on the court. I love I'm a singles player, so I, you're probably a bit crazy to be a singles player. So um, you know the court's so big for just your one little person. So the one-on-one um, competitiveness I love. So yeah. Like you said, I came off like my best ever season and then it kind of just halted. Um, But I mean, (laughs) one good thing is I haven't lost any of those titles. So I'm still the reigning Polish international (laughs) champion. I'm still the reigning Barbados and all those different places, Latvia. Cuba and Cuba and Latvia. Yeah, Yeah, so it was one positive. um, But yeah, I I was actually supposed to fly to Thailand um, this week. Uh, to play it start play again but obviously I've been poorly so I'm not able to go but I'm just yeah it obviously anxiety like you say like it was it was it's been such a strange year but I'm sure for everyone as well so I'm just chomping at the bit really to try and play of course I think Bill you're coming in yeah I only just want to ask you I thought mum and dad and Laurie were coming out to see you at Christmas that obviously didn't happen then but I think you'd be the first to say one of the fundamentals in your success has been the total support of a marvellous family do you want to tell us a bit about them? Yeah I actually um, I had to do some uh, little questions um, for a little blog that I was involved in uh, only a couple of days ago and they asked the question what is the most important um, things for you um, in your career and for me like straight away the first thing that come to come to mind was mum dad Lowry um, literally would not be able to be here like in Poland um, and compete at all to be honest if it wasn't for the support of um, mum dad and Lowry um, just amazing that you know I'm lucky enough to have such a supportive family financially but also I speak to mum every single day without fail there's not a day that I don't speak to mum um, and yeah without them I literally would not be a badminton player we'd be not not be having this conversation so it's um, I just turn up and do the training but without them supporting me I wouldn't be able to do anything so it, it'd be interesting to know how far you and your dad Derek who's known to all as menace how far you two and Laurie have driven in that uh, people carrier that you've got all over Europe yeah, I mean, <laughs> some people might have seen, but Dad um, was obviously awarded um, Coach of the Year at Sport Pembrokeshire Award, which was fab. Um, and he was so chuffed. And he deserved it, really, um, after all the stuff that he's done, just for me and Lowry, but also just for badminton in, in Pembrokeshire and Wales, really, in general. Um, I mean, my dad, my mum and dad will help anybody that needs it. Um and yeah, the the miles that we've clocked up in in that people carry is unreal. My dad is also a lorry driver, so my dad would drive all week in his lorry, wow. jump out, 
straight yeah. in the food carrier. My mum would be throwing food at him, and then we'd be <laughs> off to the tournament. So, mm. uh, yeah, they are absolutely mad as hatters, but the, the best. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah, people, you know, you, you've described that perfectly, Jordan. People don't really understand the commitment and dedication that an athlete has to do to get to uh, the level you're at. Uh, how are you finding it in Poland? especially under lockdown, and you've had COVID, are you finding it difficult? Yeah, you're going to find it difficult without your family, but do you feel that your game will improve a lot by playing in Poland, training in Poland, in the European scene? Do you think that's going to be the way to go for you as improving your whole round game? Yeah, I think so. I think um, because... um, this may come across and sound bad, but because I have been the best in Wales for such a long time, I didn't mean that to sound to be big. No, no, or I understand where you're coming um, from. I obviously I can't be in Wales and um, be the best badminton player that I can be. So for the last uh, couple of years now, I have lived in in Coventry um, with my coach, uh, training with him um, full time. And basically, why I'm here is because he was offered the um, the job as the head coach of um, the Polish national team. So I was lucky enough um, to be able to come and be welcomed in by, by the team. And because basically if, if, if that opportunity hadn't have come uh, come up for me to be, to come here, then I'm not really sure I would have done. So are you, are you under contract then? Is it, is it like a scholarship? Are you there for two years or what sort of type of scale is it? At the moment, I'm here, um, so I'm I'm still the highest ranked um, within the team as well. So yeah. it's a benefit for me to be here because I get to spar with um, great players and also still work with my coach, which I've had this success since yeah. joining up my coach, Steve Butler. This is the, the success I've had is, is from that time period. Yeah. Um, but also I bring um a strength as well to the, to the singles team because i am actually the highest ranked um player oh, yeah. within the squad for women's yeah. singles so um it's it's kind of mutually beneficial so i think that's yeah. why i had the opportunity to come because they could see that i could bring stuff for them but also i've been welcomed in with open arms by the polish national team so i'm really yeah. lucky because you wouldn't find in all in all honesty, you wouldn't find that in all in all countries that I've been no. welcomed in so well because obviously I am the outsider. But yeah. I don't feel like that here. Um, so yes, definitely to to build my game and to continue the success that I've had from last year. Yeah, Jordan, I think we, we need to look ahead to the future, and the Commonwealth Games aren't too far away, are, are they? That must be your ambition to represent Wales in 2022. And and you were saying to us before we went live on air that the qualification has just begun for that. Yeah, so it's, it's it's not just good enough to be the best in Wales to go to the Commonwealth Games. Um, I actually have to qualify. Okay. So uh, just because I'm number one, I don't just get an automatic place. It's it's not um, it's not like that for badminton. Um, so yeah, the qualification process is is for this season. Um, so starting this month. So of course, COVID is making everything a little bit crazy um, and making it difficult to compete. I mean, last minute tournaments are being cancelled, but for right now, um, yeah, my focus is for that. Um, so I'm just waiting 
form. I, I did mention to you guys before, I, I think that I was supposed to be in Thailand this week, but I've been poorly. So now I'm just waiting for the next uh, lot of tournaments so I can start my qualification process. I'm in a, I'm in a, uh, we've got myself in a good position off the back of last season. So it's just progressing from that and hopefully being here in Poland will only but help that. Sure, I know you've got a, a lot of sponsors supporting you on, on hopefully your journey to the Commonwealth Games and that's vital as well, isn't it? There's no denying it. The amount of travelling an athlete like you has to does, financial backing is important. Now, I know we spoke um, not so long ago back in 2019 when Badminton Wales um, restricted your funding, so to speak, and obviously it was a very dis- disappointing decision for you. And... Um, you know, I remember going to them and asking for the statement of explanation, never really had any kind of clarification back. Has that been rectified since? And, and you know, how much of a blow was that at the time, given that you had been the number one player in the country for so long? Yeah, I mean, that's the situation, firstly, yeah, sponsorship um, is, of course, my mum and dad help as much as they can. Um, I won't tell you the figure that they invest because mm. it would make your eyes water. Um, but, for example, yeah, I have to travel all over the world from Barbados, Jamaica, Thailand, Asia, Australia. So you can imagine, you know, what type of money that that, um, that entails. So, yeah, my sponsors, um, I've been really lucky um, to have some backing and support. Um, and But, of course, that doesn't cover everything. So, of course, I'm still looking and, of course, mum and dad still help. Um, but yeah, the situation with the funding was a really complicated situation. Um, and for a long time of 2020, I'm glad to see the back of 2020, that's for sure, um, with the situation. Um, the situation is now uh, a lot better, um, but it for sure, um, yeah, it, the support that I received does not cover my, inter- my, my entire tournament um, programme. And also now living in a new country, new costs, new stuff like that um, yeah. and of course I completely understand that I have to it's not tennis that's for sure the prize money is yeah. not tennis yeah, and it's not football yeah. so yeah. I know that I obviously gain a lot from the sport but I'm definitely not mm. a tennis player which I wish I was that'd be really nice I think it's fair to say you've spoken about Mandy and, and uh, Derek uh, I know your mum was rightly very angry with badminton Wales for a while just because of the fact, as Fraser says, they they didn't find the funding that you needed even to mm. compete in Great Britain, let alone elsewhere. Mm. Yeah, it was like for a long, long time. Yeah, the the the, the stress. To be honest with you, like looking back, you don't. I I know all the conversations about like mental health and stuff like that is really really prominent in sports now, and when you're in something like as serious as I was to do with my funding and you know all the the stress and all stuff like that Mm. you don't really understand how stressful and how crazy that situation is until you come out the other Mm. side and then you look back and you think oh my goodness like the day in day out um email sending uh talking to different people to get advice trying to look for sponsors trying to train at the same time trying to compete knowing that if I win this next game, I will get more prize money, which will help me go to my next tournament. And as an athlete, you don't want to be living like that. You want to be living to, to compete, not 
per game like yeah. okay this is an extra. Yeah. it's not long term is it it's, it's, it's not sustainable yeah. and, and and you know countries wonder why sometimes they don't do as well at commonwealth games and olympic games it's, it's difficult listen jordan I, I think i speak for everyone on the show that, that pembroke is really proud of you i remember yeah, yeah, um, yeah, i remember definitely. you speaking to bill and i you were 14 i think you just represented wales for the first time so it's, it's phenomenal oh, so long it, ago yeah, wasn't it and it's phenomenal <laughs> to see how well you did a, a good bit of news to your mum and dad just talking about the the amount of miles they've traveled commonwealth games are in Birmingham. I've just checked 210 miles from Pembroke Dock, so that's not too bad. <laughs> Long way from Poland, huh? <laughs> I know, but can you imagine the buses of people from Pembroke Dock that would be the, in, if I do qualify? Those 210 miles would be nothing to people of uh, Pembroke Dock, that's for sure. They'll be cycling <laughs> down, running down yeah. to, to support you. It's your mum in the crowd, I'd be worried Jordan, about it. Jordan, yeah. does yeah. remember your promised me and Gordon free tickets? Oh, yeah. listen to yeah. it. Yeah. Listen <laughs> to him. He had to get that in, didn't he? We'll stay down then, Ben. We'll be there with our rattles and scarves for you, Jordan. Come on. Thank you. <laughs> Fraser and I will be paying on the door. Don't worry about yeah, that, Jordan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, keep up the great work and you're welcome on this show anytime. Thank you very, very much for being with us. Uh, we've got about Thank 20 you. minutes left. Thank you. Oh, no problem at all. Great to hear from you. Uh, we are finishing off with uh, well, a bit of a tribute, really, to the, the latest Welsh sporting hero. And will Gordon admit that darts really is a sport? <laughs> Find out before nine on Pure West Radio. Ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to Pembrokeshire Vision Arts Wales, a brand new creative hub in Haverford West. Playing host to a youth and amateur theatre company, a show-stopping choir and a multitude of masterclasses from Broadway and West End talent. Calling all actors, singers, dancers and those who want to bring the West End to Wales. Vision Arts has the spotlight and the curtain is about to rise. Ready to take centre stage? Visit visionartswales.com. <laughs> Lochmiller Farm Ice Cream. Handmade delicious ice cream using the milk of their 350 free range cows right here from their Pembrokeshire family farm. Come and try the extensive range of flavours which include traditional banana, blackberry, chocolate, Coffee, ginger, lemon, Pembrokeshire honey, Pembrokeshire salted caramel, raspberry truffle, pistachio, strawberry and many more at their newly opened shop on the Riverside, Haverford West. They offer a range of sizes from small tubs and cones to eat on the go or insulated takeaway tubs for you to enjoy at your own pleasure. Lochmiler Farm Ice Cream.
original and I love you baby on Pure West Radio. This is Pure West Sport. Really, really good to have your company this evening and outstanding guest, I thought, Jordan Hart, Bill. Uh, really yeah. good to talk to her. And it's true, we, di- we didn't actually talk to her about when we pro- when we had her on the show years and years ago. She was yeah. 14, she just represented Wales. And the amount of dedication to still be going, 2021, going for the Commonwealth Games, she's dedicated to her sports, isn't she? She's the most committed I've ever come across. And her sister, Lowry, is every bit as good a player in prospect. But I haven't quite got that commitment. Fraser's played her. He knows how good she is, Fraser, haven't you? Yeah, she, they, she they, drew they, me. She did well that day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right, let's pay tribute to uh, the Welshman of the weekend, Gerwin Price at Ali Pali winning the PDC. Uh, the Iceman, they call him. Fraser, how, how good was that last night? He was superb. I know he, he wobbled over the line a bit in the, in the last couple of sets, which maybe took a bit of the shine off it, but it was a magnificent display. And it was, there's, there's a lot of talk about his antics on stage and his aggression stuff, but you, you can be aggressive in non-contact sport. And it thought it was an aggressive display in that the way he ta- attacked the throw when Anderson, the legs when Anderson had the throw and he, and he went after him and, he, and his best scoring was actually at the start of each leg when mm. Anderson had the throw. There was a real statement in it and it was superb to keep that level up for the amount of time he did. You know, just magnificent under that pressure as well. So it was always going to be a bit of a curtailment, I think. And he did drop off a bit towards the end. He did get nervous. He seized up as he got close to the line. You saw that. But yeah. he got over it as well. And Wales is first ever PDC champion. You know, you can't argue with that. I, I tell you, I've got a big question for Gordon in just a moment. Um, Bill Fraser makes a really good point, though, uh, talking about the the pressure and and the, the psychological element to, to darts. Because you are under so much pressure, you and the darts and the dartboard to aim at. You've got yeah. to be mentally really tough, haven't you, and, and calm to be able to pull it off. Yeah, he does intimidate others. There's no doubt about that. But that's in his makeup. Others do the same. And uh, I, I was disappointed a little bit with Gary Anderson because I don't think he gave Gerwin Price uh, enough praise at the end. But can I just say, I, I think the world of you and Wayne Mardle, but you both riled me intensely because his name isn't Gerwin. It's Gerwin. Gerwin. I've never been able to... You know I'm very fond of, of Wales, of Pembrokeshire yeah. in particular. I, I'm very fond of the Welsh rugby team from all my time living in Wales. I've never been able to roll my R's like no, a Welshman. Gerwin. I've just Gerwin. never been able to. I think it's a genetic thing, yeah. Bill. But Fraser's right. It was riveting stuff. We've been talking about it each day, Fraser and I. Mm-hmm. And I think the whole championship has been a breath of fresh air. Yeah. It's kept us immersed in sport, Fraser, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, absolutely. We, every night, I, I've watched a bit in the afternoon. I've watched a bit in the evenings. I, when my wife goes to bed, I watch a bit, or I get up at seven in the morning to see the games I missed wow. the day you go. It's, oh, it's been riveting. You can't take anything away from it. Um, it's a cracking sport. Over and what was, what was very interesting as well is the uh, the New Year's derbies, the, the rugby on Saturday night, a host of people turned over who would tell you they turned over from the Scarlet Dragons to watch the darts. Oh, they were boring on, games. On, they on were the entertainment you, you can't argue with it. So... Gordon, from rugby to darts and to a champion dartsman, what a sportsman. I have to take my hat off to Gerwin. uh, Gerwin Price was absolutely superb. But I I had noticed in that game, he's he's improved his fitness levels. I have to say that. Um, He has been running regular in between um, sessions uh, of each game. Uh, He's been doing some miles. He's been going to the gym, doing his weights. And it's made a, a a lot of difference for the stamina when you've got to stand is it eight yards from the board and, and throw that dart in? Eight is yards? It, is, it, 
Is it throw the dart in? It, it, I could see that his fitness levels had risen in that particular week. He'd mm. worked really hard, and I congratulate him on uh, winning the world championship. Uh, you know, and I, I, what can I say? He did well. He did what? well. Top sportsman, Gordon. Top he, sportsman. As I said, he, he's improved his fitness levels. I'll <laughs> give him that. And uh, he's worked very hard. He started, he's a former rugby player, as we all know. He started yeah. in 2010. You know, 10 years later, he's crowned world champion. You, mm. you can't get much better than that. And as former Wales international Mark Ring said, had he stayed in the game, he could well have become a Welsh or British Lion uh, mm. international where people would know his name, Gerwin Price. Yeah, <laughs> there is there is a serious point behind all that. To, to, to switch codes, you know, in anything at thirty one and become a world champion at thirty five. Fraser, didn't you think I was serious? Remarkable. No, <laughs> but I, I was trying to put a serious tint on it. <laughs> okay, but to, to to switch sports like that and then claim a world title within four or five years of doing it is remarkable. Phenomenal. In any in anything, you know. Mm. Yeah, Ph- phenomenal. It's, it's worth saying, sorry, Ben, Stephen Bunting won the PDO or BDO, whatever it's called, the second yeah. championship. It's six years ago. And that six years ago was when Gerwin Price qualified in what they call Q School to become a member of this uh, group that they are now. And for him to do that in six years, like Fraser's just alluded to, that's quite remarkable. Mm. He did play rugby. You can see he's fit. I take Gordon's point. Some of them are huge, big, fat old boys. But Fitness must help, rugby. though. I genuinely yeah. think fitness it's, must it's help. It's important that any yeah, must. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, if they yeah. were, yeah. were throwing them from eight yards, by God, they'd have good eyesight. Because <laughs> you say very true. Right, listen. Yeah. I think I think we've, we're probably we've probably got as close as we're going to get to Gordon admitting that darts actually is a sport. I he, I, I think he nearly did. He, he knows nearly it's did. a sport. He's just winding us all up. So no, I think we no, no, we no. need to we need to put this achievement against some other Welsh sporting achievements. I'm going to let Gordon go first here. Actually. Uh, what, what about um, our, our boxing legend? You know, the proper sport, Joe Calzaghi. Uh, Unbeaten boxing champion, mm. won 36 of his 43 fights inside the distance. What a legend. Now, I yeah. call that a proper sportsman, dedicated sportsman who worked hard throughout his career and stood it toe-to-toe with the best in the world and didn't even lose. What? Calzaghi, top of the tree for me. Okay, Joe Calzaghi for Gordon. Give us yours on the Pure West Facebook page. Fraser. Um, I mean, I, I had Calzaghi down on my shortlist, that's for sure. But the one which stands out for me, look, you know, we always go on that you can never make comparable what Gerwin Price has done. You can only be the very best in the sport you be in. I agree. You know, and, and, and he's number one in the world and won the world title. But I think in terms of uniqueness, and I'm, I'm not going to pretend I was alive or remembered this one. This, this is more through, through research over the years. Linda Leap Jones for me still, mm-hmm. you know, still... Wales, or even uh, Lynn Davis. Lynn Davis, sorry. Lynn, Wales is only track and field gold medalist in long jump, 1964. How you know, far did he jump, Ben? How far did he eight, jump in eight, Tokyo? Eight metres like, six. Have I looked that up right? Eight metres seven. You're one out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I hey, still work it up in feet and inches. He was 26 <laughs> the, uh, foot the, two. The, the measuring, they did it in rulers those days, so it wasn't quite accurate. So there's going to be a bit of differentiation, I think. But no, they, to still stand alone. They tried to scrub it off as being wind assisted. Uh, yes. Uh, wind to, assisted. They stand alone after all this time as being Wales' only Olympic track and gold field medalist, I think is, again, magnificent. Colin Jackson was was the great hope, obviously, that he could follow it up. He had that, that glorious run in Stuttgart. And remember, he, he broke a 110 metre hurdle record in winning the World Championship in yes. 1993. That record stood for 13 years. and 
through yeah. an era, mm. let's be honest, that probably wasn't that clean either. So <laughs> that, that stood up really against the test time. But unfortunately for Colin, he never had the Olympic gold to really cement no, his career. Unfortunately. No, unfortunately. He did I'll win the World Lynn Championships, Lee. I believe, though, Fraser, didn't he? Lynn, Lynn the Leap. Right. Okay. Yeah, for, okay. Yeah. So we've had Lynn the Leap, uh, Joe Calzaghe, and we'll go hop, skip and a jump to Bill Kahn. Who, who yeah. are you going to give us, Bill? Well, I, if you're considering, if you, I thought the idea was you were considering his performance against others. And if you were doing that, that's a bit like Mrs. Merton, let's have a debate, because you cannot compare any sport with any other sport. I mean, if you look at um, Geraint Price, I agree. He now ranks with people like Leighton Rees and Aline Evans as great darts players across the pantheon of all the darts players. But you cannot compare that with, I mean, we haven't mentioned um, Mr. Thomas, Gethin Thomas, the uh, you know, the um, Tour de France winner. But he only, he wins that. Geraint, well, Geraint I would Geraint, say. Geraint. Geraint well, yeah, the business of correcting. We be <laughs> he walked into that one. No, I did that on purpose. Geraint. To give you no satisfaction. <laughs> it was only a, two years ago. I know. That's when my memory started to go. But <laughs> if you look at that, he is he is the lead rider in a group of, I think, 12. And he would be the first to say he wouldn't have won that unless he'd had support. And no. if you go back to me, the only person that I could say as the greatest Welsh sportsman is John Charles. Some mm. of you, well, none of you would remember him. I watched him play. Of course I remember him. I met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We tell I did, you played for against him now when you went for a His brother played for Half West County, Mel. Mel and yeah, John, yeah. John came along to watch when my brother was playing, yeah. and I met John Charles there. Did your brother play? You never mentioned that before. No, but okay. now you know. Yeah, thank Come you. Come on, you team. Come on. John Charles. John Charles played for Juventus. Yeah, he never, right. never got booked. He never got sent off. He played, he was a giant. He could play centre-half or centre-forward. He was a giant. Someone else from me who I think is the greatest, Tani Gray-Thompson. We're not yep. mentioning her. She no, has been a great show. immense in her uh, sort of particular sport. Linda Leap, I got. Ray Raiden won the snooker. Five, I think, God, is it? Six times, Bill. Six times, Ian Woosnam, Bill. Ian Woosnam. Yeah, Ian Woosnam. Won the Masters. David, yeah. David what about Brown. Nicole Cook? 2008. Yeah, yeah we, I got her. Road race and Olympic champion in the yeah. same year. And, and David Broom. Now, if you yes. look at those, good job, Bill. You've done a good job there. You've narrowed it down to a short list of about 39. Yeah. Okay. And, and you don't you matter, you mention the best of the lot. You're not Gallant listening. You cannot, you cannot <laughs> for, compare for pick those. one, read pick ten. Um. Yeah. Well, you can't compare them. I've made my point. I rest my case. There's a stupid debate. It's Mrs. Merton stuff. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember Gareth Edwards playing, Bill? I remember Gareth Edwards. I've met him and interviewed him as Ben will avow. He's a yes. lovely bloke. He played in a team game. How can you compare team games to others? Um, if, like if you want like ball, John Charles, Bill. Like John, John Charles. Charles. Did, he, did he play in a team game? Yes. Ken oh. Davis has suggested um, Steve Jones, Welsh athlete who had the former world re former world That's record right. holder in the marathon. Yeah. He did it yeah. in Chicago, eighty four, two hours eight and five seconds. Phenomenal mm. time, world record at the time. Yeah, and, and and we haven't really mentioned many rugby players either. There must be some rugby players who, who'd be in contention. Yeah, Barry John, Gareth Barry, Edwards, the Gareth yeah. Edwards obviously stands out. Yeah, Shane Williams. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, be up there. Be there or thereabouts, I think. Yeah. Mm. So, Bill, if you had to pick one from that list, John Charles. Would it be John Charles? Yes. Yeah, not just for his play. He takes he the long route, out. doesn't he? He yeah. stood out for his. He goes to Haverford West via Solver and gets there in the end. He was a giant, and he never got sent off, and he never got booked, and he could have. He got kicked to death in Italy. Oh and yeah. He, 
he was a giant. And after him, I'd have to say, I'd put Tanya Gray Thompson because she overcame disability <laughs> to become the best. At her time, she was the best uh, London Marathon uh, racer yeah. in, in, at the time. And to be fair to John Charles as well, he was playing abroad when British footballers didn't really play abroad, no, did they? No, playing, no. playing in Italy, f- phenomenal. Joe Carl well, Zaghi for me. Joe Carl yeah. for me. Cal- Every time they talk about Rocky Marciano, undefeated, what the best boxer that ever lived, pound to mm. pound, and here we have our own Joe Calzaghi, who did exactly the same. And you never know, on this show, we might, might have unearthed a, a few more as well. Jordan Hart was our third Commonwealth game hopeful that we have spoken to on this show. Amazing. So Amazing. Have might, might be from Pembrokeshire. We've had some really, really good, talented sportsmen and women. A on small county that punches above its weight. Without mm. a shadow of a doubt. And it's been an absolute pleasure again this evening. We will be back next Monday between 7 and 9. And you can join me uh, with Gordon Fraser and Bill Saturday morning uh, between 8 and 9 as well uh, the show kicked off in a bit of a feisty manner but thank you for all of your comments leave them on that page we, we want footballers to behave themselves that's the message and yeah. above all just take care of yourself and each other at the moment because it, these aren't easy times really enjoyed it guys we'll do it again next Monday Tim Cooper is next with the red thread on Pure West Radio lately I've been I've been losing sleep dreaming about the things that we could be baby I've been, I've been praying hard Said no more counting dollars We'll be counting stars Yeah, we'll be counting stars